Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode 72, our number two of the Cannabis 101 podcast. If you are indeed watching, that is my white, beautiful view. Uh, the sun just going down uh, past the building out in the fence out there. So that's what I'm looking at for the next six months. Uh, but there is, of course, one way that we like to start things off on this program. And that's just simply finding out what's your groove. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? Kind of grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? Pipe and a crack. Long and a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. All right, uh, this is uh, what I am uh, grooving with this week. Uh, a little bang, dark chocolate. Uh, thought I'd uh, give the edibles a bit of another try. I don't usually uh, and have not had a lot of uh, success with any of the psychoactive effects of uh, cannabis. Um, this is a 10 milligram dark chocolate so that's what i'm grooving with but if you're grooving with something i would love to know uh, hit me up at the cannabis 101 on twitter on instagram and facebook the cannabis 101 podcast and uh, of course you can email us as well cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to remain anonymous that's fine too but let me know if you're grooving to something while you're listening to this show hit me up so I don't, I, the one thing I will say, I won't do it with my mouthful, is that the edibles, the chocolates, way better taste than the drinks. The drinks are getting there, but I right off the bat, the chocolate tasted like chocolate. It did not, the snozzberries taste like snozz, uh, but it did not, um, did not have that cannabis taste, which I have had in a lot of homemade edibles, so... That is what I'm grooving with. Again, hit me up and let me know uh, if you are indeed grooving with something. All right, the Cannabis 101 podcast is proud to welcome Stonesmiths as the presenting sponsor. Check them out at stonesmiths.ca. Uh, you can also find them at Shellshock in Edmonton, Smokers Junction in Calgary, and Cowboys Smoke Shop in uh, Calgary and Vancouver. Uh, this is The Slash from Stonesmiths. So very cool. If this looks like the uh, little machine they used in Men in Black, 
It's because that's what's inspired these dudes. They're so cool. It's got a little built-in loader. I've got uh, mine with uh, some shatter uh, for later on. They also give you this uh, cool little uh, six-pocket uh, device for your concentrates to keep them. It's awesome. Uh, the battery, by the way, is built for Edmonton winters, as you saw off the top of the show. It is uh, built for cold winters because they are an Edmonton company. So they are very thankful to have uh, the guys from Stonesmiths on board. Uh, check out more information at stonesmiths.ca. We'll tell you about some of the other cool features. As we roll along uh, the program here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. But here is what's coming down the hash pipe on this show today. I am gonna, we're going to have some fun. A uh, little bit different uh, than what we've done uh, normally. We are going to do a little trivia with these guys when it comes to stoner movies. Shabazz Kara and Eric Fonseca. Uh, they are combined there uh, with Spiffy. In their other real lives or separate lives, uh, although these two guys are like the, the odd couple. They're, uh, they're attached at the hip. Uh, great dudes. But uh, Shabazz works with Dutchie, and Eric works with Detonate. And we're going to tell you about some of those companies in the cannabis space and have some fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, having a good relationship with these guys because it was a lot of fun recording with them earlier today. And of course, I always have fun with Chris Ionson. He is my educator and hopefully yours on what's that strain. And he's also the manager of Nova Cannabis on uh, Jasper Avenue in Edmonton. We are doing Lemon Skunk, Strain Hunters Lemon Skunk, uh, from Thumbs Up Brand on What's That Strain. So looking forward to that. The cannabis question is about your family member. If you're watching, you can see it. And uh, the uh, what pairs well with cannabis? Uh, what pairs well with cannabis is coming up as well. We'll also get to our uh, cannabis character, and we'll tell you about the Weed Weekly, uh, which has a uh, giveaway every single week uh, that you subscribe to, and we'll tell you more how you can get into that in just a little bit. But let's get things going with the cannabis question. It's prize time. <laughs> Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe and a grape, bong and a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. All right, so the cannabis question uh, is the same one that we went with uh, from our number one, but it is uh, simply put, what family member would you like to get high with? Uh, we have received some really, really great responses uh, from some listeners um, that have reached out to mention their grandparents uh, or you know their late grandparents, unfortunately, maybe in some circumstances. And that makes me sad as well. Uh, but, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, there's a there's a generation that's going to grow up without that stigma um, because there is definitely a lot of stigma uh, when it comes to cannabis. So what family member would you like most to get high with? And and a lot of this comes down to breaking the stigma. You know, I, 
I would, um, unfortunately, uh, my wife has battled cancer twice. And uh, if that uh, disease ever comes back, uh, you know cannabis, I I know cannabis will definitely be a part of it. I I wish cannabis had been around when my mom was going through cancer in the... uh, in the mid-90s, uh, early to mid-90s, uh, but it just wasn't as prevalent in Brandon, Manitoba, that's for sure. Uh, I would also love to get high with my dad, uh, and I would love to get uh, him uh, using CBD as a product to help his life and some of the things that he is dealing with, as um, people of our generation's parents do uh, when they age. And my brother, uh, I would love, 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 love uh, to... Uh, get a high with Master Warrant Officer Derek Millard, uh, who, of course, we are all thinking about on this day, uh, Remembrance Day, um, recording this after 11 a.m., so that's why I'm not wearing a poppy, but we're still proudly displaying them on uh, the set here, and I'd love to get high. We, I, I call him Straight Lace Ace. Uh, I don't even think I've ever seen him drunk before, so that would be quite interesting. So, I would uh, definitely uh, love to get high with my older brother, Derek. And uh, thank you to him for his service, particularly on this day. Okay, so um, what pairs well with cannabis? Oh, by the way, uh, you can send your responses to uh, the Cannabis 101 podcast. uh, Or sorry, uh, the Cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to email us. Uh, You can also respond to that at the Cannabis 101. You can get us on Facebook at the Cannabis 101 Podcast and on Instagram, Cannabis 101 Podcast as well. So hit us up on any of our social media strains. Check out the website, Cannabis101Podcast.ca. You can also get to us through there, through an email. And just for chiming in, we're going to have a, you know, just this week, I'm I'm feeling really generous. We're going to give away a pair of Regal Slims from the Regal Cigar. Andre's going to be on this show next week. I can't wait to talk to him about his story and uh, the amount of man hours and work he has put into those beautiful Regal Cigars. So chime in on the cannabis question and you could get a pair of Regal Slims in your hand just for telling us what family member you would like to get high with as for what pairs well with cannabis i'm going with sports and you know for a lot of people that might sound silly um but when you uh hear the um one hitters that i do with eric and chavez they both talked about sports um and and i think cannabis can play a role especially in recovery um but you know like i i I, I do not think that uh, you will see professional players getting high, although there have been NFL players that said they played high. And, and you know, maybe maybe there will be. Uh, I don't know. But I do know that cannabis can help in recovery, and it can help in just a lot of other things. Plus, it's a great recreational substitute for alcohol. Uh, I, I still love having the odd beer, but, man, I would love to see uh, pro athletes get on a, a private team plane and, and grab some sort of cannabis. But sports uh, activity, um, f- whether it's recovery or preparation, whatever it is, sports for me is what pairs well with cannabis. So I'd love to hear from you on what you pair well with cannabis. And uh, yeah, hit me up on any of our social media feeds or reach out cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. I just have to say um, hello, George. Hello, Mike. And hello, Dave. Uh, three guys that have uh, really. 
been great at reaching out and chatting and asking questions. And, and, you know, I don't have nearly all the answers, but I can certainly hopefully point you in the right direction. So thanks to you guys in particular for, uh, you know, being big fans of this show. I really appreciate the correspondence that I have, and I'd love to have even more with any of you out, that are out there. And and by the way, if you haven't subscribed to the Weed Weekly yet, make sure you do. Head to the Cannabis101podcast.ca and subscribe to the Weed Weekly. It's a great way to keep up with what's going on with the show. If you missed anything during the week, we break it all down there. We throw in some special things and some little fun little items. And we have a giveaway every Friday with the Weed Weekly. So we will be able to get you something as a subscriber, and I try to, um, I, I try not to let the same people win. So I do keep track of it, and I try not to let the same people win. But subscribe at the Cannabis One Hundred One Podcast.ca. Get in the mix with the Weed Weekly. All right, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna get goofy with Shabazz and Eric on the other side of the Weed Song from the wonderful artist, My Dead Dog. <laughs> and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. As I welcome in a couple of guys from out east, I give them a view of uh, what will welcome them if they ever make their way out to Alberta. All right, uh, gentlemen, uh, I'm proud to bring in uh, Shabazz Kara and Eric uh, Fonseca, the uh, gentlemen that are with Spiffy, but also uh, Shabazz is with Dutchy and Eric is with Detonate, and so we're going to get into all of that. But how, how exciting are you guys to see that snow uh, for your uh, future trip to Alberta this uh, winter? I'll uh, I'll be visiting in the summer, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we've scared them away already with Bro. this. Yeah, that's that's my view for the next <laughs> six months. So uh, that that's what I'll be looking at. But in uh, in all seriousness, guys, it is uh, it is certainly great to uh, have you both on board. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. Uh, discussing this, and and I really want to get to know uh, you know your thoughts on the, the cannabis business. But um, I guess I, what I like to do is I like to start out with every one of my guests and uh, kind of find out you know what they did before uh, their career in the cannabis business. Because unless you came right out of university, you probably did something before that. So uh, Shabazz, let's start with you. What what was your gig before you got into cannabis? Uh, yeah, Dean, um, l- lucky to be in cannabis, and, and my uh, my path is pretty. Uh, not linear. I didn't come from CPG or anything like that. Um, I, as uh, some in the industry know, because I, I wear it on my sleeve and you can see it right here. I, uh, I came from Salesforce, spent uh, six and a half, seven years there, and then uh, ended up at Lifting Co. as the head of sales. So um, came from technology into, uh, into cannabis and, and more thankful that that was my path here. Uh, love this industry. It's, it's crazy. Awesome. Uh, Eric, uh, what about you? 
Yeah, I'm uh, like Shabazz, not a really typical background. I've I've gone from from working and in, in owning restaurants to, to working in in energy conservation and even you know managing gyms and uh, and and actually then also you know landed at Lifting Co for for the start of my cannabis career and it's it's been a wild ride and uh, definitely wouldn't change it for the world. That's for sure. All right, so Eric, what what is it about cannabis that you know when and why did it become uh, and and why is it a part of your personal life? Uh, you know, what do you love about the plant? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've personally seen a lot of the benefits, you know, from cannabis usage, Uh, even, you know, more recent seeing it in use in my family and, and, you know, my grandmother using CBD, my, my mom as well, you know, using CBD, uh, and even parents kind of, you know, using cannabis to to help them and health and wellness. And for me, it's been a great way for me to sort of detach and disconnect. So, you know, I think that's why I'm, I'm definitely connected. I remember, you know, being in high school and uh, and actually writing an article on on why cannabis should be legal, um, and and I got in trouble. It was a big issue. Wow. I, I almost got suspended. Parents were involved, and so it's always I guess been a chip in my shoulder. And and as soon as it, it came to light that it was going to be a legal industry, I I knew it would, it's uh, I knew it was where I'd end up. That's for sure. That that's awesome. So you know, you knew back yeah. then that the, the the benefits of the plant and. And and you know I guess it it kind of it it was I- illegal, but you were arguing for the legality of it. But you know, thankfully, some minds have opened up quite a bit so, since then. Not all of them, but but a lot mm. of them since then. Yeah, agreed. I think you know I, I'll, I'll be honest. Like we wrote a great article, a, a great piece. It was you know on not only medicinally, but why for taxation reasons it would be great, and, and use cases like if if you know you know many countries have have um, uh, decriminalized drug usage and you actually mm-hmm. end up seeing better results you can think of portugal is a great example bc has a very progressive mindset around that where even you know drugs that are much more um impactful than, than cannabis and, and how that you know can be better to house help people than to to put them in jail so uh that was you know all points that we made and and amazing to think uh how that's progressed i just wish i still had it i have no idea where it is i wish i could find it yeah uh, no i definitely frame that up and yeah. uh like to go back and see some of those teachers today uh, and and maybe see if their opinions change, right? Or rub it in their face. One of the two. Or smoke a joint with them. Maybe they're into it now, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be the go. ultimate. Uh, Shabazz, what about you? Yeah. Uh, when did cannabis, you know, why is cannabis uh, part of your life? Uh, first of all, I'd like to say, Dean, that you have an excellent voice. So we appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, and also, did anyone else just take in that Eric uh, just just said his essay that he got suspended for was was great. Share the essay with the people, Eric. We'll determine if it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't wait to see that essay. Uh, Dean, for me, uh, a couple different reasons. Growing up in my household, uh, there was some alcoholism with you know one of my uncles, and mm-hmm. uh, there was also cannabis use, and it was so misunderstood. Uh, the two of them were flipped completely. You know, um, alcohol because it was legal, you know, in Kenya and Canada um, by the government. Um, you know, it was okay that my uncle was was drinking so much, but it wasn't okay that you know he was consuming so much cannabis, and that's where I kind of got to learn about it. And it was actually the cannabis that mellowed him out, and and helped combat that a lot. Um, and years later, when we talk about that, that's what you tell me. And so um, I grew up in a very uh, like sports, religion, school household. So cannabis wasn't a thing for me growing up. And um, I couldn't talk about it. 
really only over the last two years of, of talking about, you know, how my consumption habits and things like that. But um, so that was, that was kind of my introduction to cannabis. And then um, I started to, you know, learn a, bit, a little bit more about cannabis, start to consume it for myself, um, started to understand that, you know, I could try and achieve different outcomes um, and consume it habitually. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about cannabis for sports and, and, and mm-hmm. recovery and creativity. And, you know, whereas in, in university, I was, I took a finance degree at Western, whereas everyone was cramming for these exams with um, Adderall and these terrible things that are bad for you. Um, I was consuming cannabis and, you know, being able to continue to remember the things that I was, I was studying, but also um, I didn't feel like trash the next day. It didn't take anything away from me. In fact, it, it allowed me to continue uh, being this human being. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a love affair with cannabis for, for a long time and, um, I, I can't wait to explore the plant a little bit further. Oh, that is uh, wonderful stuff. So we're going to do things a little bit differently than we normally do. As we're going to dive into Dutchie and Detonate and Spiffy, we're also going to uh, find out just how up you guys are on your cannabis movies. So I'm going to play a clip. Eric, this first one is for you. All right, all right, all right. What movie is that from? Uh, that is Dazed and Confused. All right. That's Mr. Matthew McConaughey, I believe. All right. All right. All right. I started you off with an easy one. So just uh, let us know yeah, they are going to get a little bit harder. So as we All go, right. I'm going to weave those in. Uh, Shabazz, let's get get into Dutchie. Uh, explain what Dutchie is um, for those of you that don't know, uh, even though they might be ordering using it, and what your role is with Dutchie. Sure. So... Um, I'll start with the problem that Dutchie solves. So right now in the retail space, um, retailers are rushing to you know get uh, everything set up, and the regulations are hard enough. Um, retailers have to worry about you know how they market, how they advertise, how they get dollars in the door, how they train their staff, um, you know, a variety of, of different things, how, how they hire. So in the midst of all this, there becomes a gap and uh, a big gap around what these retailers need solved is, you know, focus on, on technology. And so um, Dutchie helps bridge the gap for retailers and allow them to run uh, a seamless e-commerce platform to collect orders via click and collect and, um, you know, curbside pickup, um, as well as integrate with other partners of ours um, to help drive this you know, um, central kind of tech ecosystem. So again, you know, Dutchie really powers the e-commerce and the click and collect aspect of it, democratizes that software for retailers, big and small, and allows the retailers to focus on what they really should be uh, focusing on, which is, you know, a few of the other things I just mentioned earlier, while we take care of that backend technology to ensure that not only from the time a consumer can come on the website and get their order, um, but that order is actually in the backend POS and inventory system. And also, you know, uh, while simultaneously giving the retailer analytics and insights and all sorts of different things so that they can understand their consumer more they can connect with their consumer more while also, you know, driving that revenue stream. So hope that kind of gave everyone a, a good, a good understanding of what Dutchie does, but um, it's, it's been a really fun ride working here. And uh, I've, I've learned a ton about the company, of course, but also um, their commitment to ensuring retailers are, uh, are really doing well and, and, and can scale. Well, what I love about it is that in the, in the early days of cannabis, which is, 
not that long ago, but when cannabis first came on, um, I would be driving around from store to store to try and find out what has what, what I was looking for. Now you, you can you can do that all from your phone. It's so much easier. So what's your role in, in Canada here with Dutchie? Sure. So I my role here in Canada is to uh, help facilitate and drive uh, the sales and the market expansion in Canada while also ensuring that, you know, we have a Canadian presence that's allowing us to scale with the uh, specific needs of the Canadian market. So Dutchie's an American company, and uh, as a Canadian sales leader and Canadian sales manager, uh, my role is to really make sure that our retailers feel satisfied with the solutions that we're offering, and that we're listening and we have ears on the ground to you know continue to innovate for our retailers, continue to um, launch new features, launch new products, and help them grow, help them you know drive more gross merchandising value. So um, we have a, a small but mighty team here in Canada, and it's only just growing and only just beginning. All right, uh, what movie is this from? You mind if I do it, Jay? You gotta play that again. You mind if I do it, Jay? Oh, yeah. you, you, you didn't give me a layup like Eric got. Damn it. Okay. This is like um, a very famous, famous uh, stoner. Maybe, you know, one of the most famous stoners out there. He's very lazy. You mind if I do it, Jay? He likes to bowl. He likes to bowl, eh? Ah, Dean, I'm not going to get this, man. It's the dude, man. I got it. That's, that's Lebowski, man. Big that's Lebowski. Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Oh, okay. Eric is the Eric is winning this one for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, Shabazz. Uh, as I rattled you with that one, you guys have had some heavy hitters uh, come on board with Dutchie as of late. Uh, Kevin Durant of, of the Nets uh, and 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 Howard Schultz of Starbucks. Like it's uh, some really really great experience and and some obviously some dollars. What's the impact of that been, especially with with Mr. Schultz? Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy when you when you say it like that, Dean. There are some heavy hitters on board with Dutchie, and it's really cool to be to be a part of because um, number one, it signals to uh, the greater uh, you know the greater industry, but also outside of the industry that cannabis is here to stay for good. Um, and a lot of individuals, uh, a lot of big name human beings, um, believe in that. And number two, you know, having someone like Howard Schultz and you know um, you know Casa Verde. Um, mm-hmm. really jump in and, and lead the lead these rounds is um, it's it's pretty cool because you know Starbucks was able to scale at such a rapid rate and they were the first to make coffee. they weren't the first to make coffee they were the first to make coffee um, you know specifically for you and having that um, having that presence having that leadership having that kind of know-how and then you know getting that investment allows us to take those best practices and and kind of apply them to the cannabis industry, which is so exciting because Dean, like you just alluded to, I remember like scrounging up six and six or seven dollars, you know, trying to hunt around for an extra three so that I could go meet a dealer outside to get, you know, like a, a gram of cannabis. Right. <laughs> and, and, and now there's this menu. Now you can order. Now you can um, get it delivered to you, you know, not in Canada, but soon in Canada. Well, in some places in Canada and soon it's going to come back in, you know, Ontario and other places. Mm-hmm. Um, but just think about how that buying experience has changed and Dutchie being kind of that, the, the leader in facilitating that um, and other people taking note like Snoop, like Kevin Durant, like um, Howard Schultz is, it's just an amalgamation. And it's, it's really cool because it's such a diverse set of human beings. Like in what realm is Howard Schultz 
Kevin Durant and Snoop Dogg all, you know, congregating on, on something and it's <laughs> under the veil of cannabis technology, which is like dream world. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, the way you put that. That is uh, great. Uh, okay, Eric, I'm going to bring you back in for a clip here. What are you people on dope? Uh, this is an older movie. And the the main character in this movie, the the stoner guy, went on to play a lot of really serious roles. What are you people on dope? Got a guess? Drawing a blank. Shabazz, you want to steal? We're 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 not good stoner movie guys, are we? <laughs> Apparently not. Clearly we clearly we worked too much. Yes, yeah, you <laughs> on, on, I, that. I was going to say that. We're, we work too much. I can't even think about that's, uh, that. That's Mr. Hand from Fast Times at Ridgemont High talking to his uh, class uh, members. And, of course, Sean Penn is the main character that I was talking about. All right, Shabazz, uh, Shabazz yeah. one more on Dutchie. And what sets Dutchie apart than, than the other systems out there? I'm actually writing a LinkedIn post on this uh, right now, Dean. Um, wow, that's, that's wild. Um, there are a couple reasons. Number one. Unequivocally, leadership. Ross and Zach, the two brothers who founded Dutchie, have had a history of successful uh, exits. Um, so, you know, just put it into perspective, Ross uh, started and founded Grubhub, Grub Canada, which ended up selling to Just Eat. So, uh, and then, you know, early on in his life, his first kind of claim to fame was um, helping um, create Domino's online ordering um, system, which is wild because remember when you used to have to <laughs> call Domino's. And- Try and order pineapple, and you'd be like, "What? Like, no, no, pineapple." Um, so you know, it's, it's it's crazy to see how things have changed. And so um, I came to Rush Dutchie because of the, the technology, absolutely. But Ross is just an incredible leader who's um, who just he, he just knows how to create companies. He knows how to create create great technology and great uh, teams. Um, and so number one, it's Ross. Number two, it's um, the commitment to the retailer. So everything we do is for uh, the retailer. And uh, why that's important is because it has to, it, it ensures that we have to be on top of what that consumer is thinking about so that we can then understand, listen to that consumer and then provide you know, feedback and, and different launches of features and things like that to retailers. So we only have one customer and that customer is the retailer. Um, and then the third reason uh, that sets such a part is just our model. Um, yes, we have, you know, a smaller team in Canada. We have 130 people at Dutchie. Um, but right from the get-go, from when you talk to someone on the sales team, um, uh, you have someone every step of the way ensuring your success, whether it's through an onboarding manager, um, a customer support, you know, account management team, our content team, who are constantly talking with all the brands to make sure that we have all the assets. Um, you really have kind of a white glove service, um, whether you're large, small, you know, medium-sized retailer. Um, and, you know, technology on the surface level can seem the same, but it's that back-end commitment with those three pillars that continue to ensure that we're driving for success. Because what a lot of people don't realize is, it retails cannabis retail isn't just a you know four month five month six month thing it's it's a mm-hmm. marathon if you want to stay in it especially in such a competitive environment with everyone selling similar products and so um dutchy understands that it's not just a sprint and there will be sprints but it's a marathon and we're, we're trying to build for the future and that's what i think a lot of people need to consider when just evaluating technology partners in general so if anyone's watching there's my linkedin post um thanks dean now i'm not gonna post there, you go. <laughs> there we go awesome <laughs> 
Saved so much work for you. That's amazing. Uh, okay, Eric, well, uh, let's uh, let's jump on to uh, Detonate. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Detonate and, and what your role is with the company. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, so Detonate Group is is a print and marketing materials company uh, with a really heavy focus in the cannabis industry. Um, at the end of the day, our, our goal is to help our clients bring their ideas uh, to life, like from conception to execution. Um you know, much like Shabazz, the reason uh, I think we're firstly a great company and, and one of the major reasons I'm there is, is two, two great leaders there as well. Um, you know, working for a guy named, by the name of Imran Khan, who's, who's the CEO and founder of the company. He started it hustling and grinding, you know, while he was as a side hustle when he was 10 years ago working in sales and, and really grew it to an amazing company. So, you know, great, great leader there. And then bringing in uh, a gentleman like, like Tyler um, who Tyler was the founder of Lyft and and had a, an amazing ride and experience there and, and brought Lyft to some some amazing heights um, and learned a lot I'm sure uh, in his time spent there and and you know is helping us to apply it here at Detonate so uh, I think it's the vision of those guys that that really helps as well to set us apart as a company um, you know my role I'm the VP of Sales and depending on on sort of which day uh, of the week you ask me that on it, it can mean a variety of different things um, but really like frankly all I do is is support uh, and help to remove obstacles uh, for a great team of individuals that you know work tirelessly to to just over overachieve uh, for all of our clients. So you know, uh, and some days maybe that's uh, mopping a toilet, and some days that's uh, jumping on a sales call. But uh, you know, wearing many hats. Mm-hmm. And and you know, the, you're you're in a, a kind of a, a field where there's some pretty strict regulations. So how has it been working within? those strict regulations uh, with that name yeah it's uh the regulations are, are definitely an interesting talking point and whenever brought up in conversation i think when i started in the industry i, I probably had a different perspective on it and and of course saw it as a huge obstacle and, and a big roadblock uh you know to be able to to get out and, and reach consumers and speak to them um i'd have to say you know my mind shift in, in that area has changed a little bit and and i think that it's actually an opportunity for, for really innovative thinkers and, and innovative organizations uh, to stand out. You know, there's numerous examples of fantastic marketers and uh, and salespeople out there that have been able to create really creative solutions, um, come up with some some cool campaigns that work within the regulations and, and maybe push the limits a bit. Um, and so and, and and I think that, you know, that's the kind of cool, interesting side of, of these tight regulations. Um, you know, I definitely would, would like to think that we can bucket the team over at Detonate uh, in that camp. Um, but hey, at the end of the day, I mean, I definitely do wish we could do a lot more things, um, mm-hmm. you know, similar to under other industries, which I, I think is coming in the future at some point. Um, but um, it's been a, a bumpy, interesting ride. But again, you know, my mentality is I think that creates an opportunity for a company just like Detonate to help, you know, come up with some creative and innovative ways and, and, and market to consumers. All right, uh, Shabazz, are you uh, ready for your next clip? Give me it, Dean. I'm I'm fired up. Let's go. There's Give me it. There's no way you're getting it right. Okay, Zero here it chance. is. Here it is. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. The dopest dope I've ever smoked. Yeah. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. This movie. This movie, the co-star of this movie is a Canadian, a mega Canadian cannabis star and an actor. Uh, mega Canadian star and actor, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, hmm. play it one more time for me, Dean. One more time. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. 
I think it's I think it's uh, James Franco. I believe in Pineapple Express would be my guest. That would is my guest. the answer. Final answer, and he uh, gets it. All right. All right. The game right. is tied. The game is tied. The game is tied. Uh, okay, Eric, um, what is the one-to-one program uh, with Detonate? I saw that on the uh, the site. Tell us yeah, a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think anyone owning, running, or, or working in the cannabis retail space can can or a cannabis retail store can can attest to the, like the logistical headaches of getting marketing materials into stores. Um, you know, we saw a big opportunity to alleviate that by by centralizing and simplifying the order process. So, uh, you know, this this summer actually, and 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 during COVID, you know, our business pivoted and launched uh, the one to one platform, and uh, it's a it's a free retail a free service to Canadian retailers that allows them to log in and uh, into a central hub and order marketing materials from all of our brand partners with uh, just a click of a mouse, and then uh, have it delivered to their store in, in just a matter of days. Um, you know, we're currently representing 20 plus brands uh, with a ton more to come and, and been extremely well received by, by all of our, our early adopters and our retail partners to date. Wow. It sounds like you guys are really busy. Um, and, and also, um, if anybody has spent any time around you, they would realize you guys are the odd couple because one person says one, one person says two, the other person says one. So it, I, I thought you guys must have like grown up together. How did you guys meet? Because it, you know, it seems like you guys have known each other forever. <laughs> Shabazz, you want to go with that? What perspective do you want, Dean? Uh, sure, sure. Um, well, I, I think I told you this the other day, Dean, but you know, at Lyft, uh, when I when I walked in, I didn't really have many tools. I didn't have a playbook or or anything along those lines. And uh, for me, it was really about building strong teams. Uh, that's you know, I'm I'm actually not good at anything else other than um, trying to get the right people in the room so that they can actually solve all the problems. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, you know, when I was at Lyft, uh, trying to build a team and thinking about our next steps, I really, I just made uh, our first hire Brooke and I was really looking for that next hire, uh, to come in and kind of be, uh, the leader. I always like to say that first account executive hire is so hyper important, uh, because they allow two things. They allow you to multiply success through them and, you know, they can start to, um, really take the reins and grow into their own. Uh, and then secondly, you know, it allows you uh, as the, the leader of that team to be an operator. And so I knew this, this role I was looking for uh, was going to be critical and uh, interviewed a, a whole bunch of people and, uh, and, and couldn't find it. And so, um, you know, <laughs> I decided to go completely on its head and, and, and hire Eric. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric filled that role for me at Lyft. He was the best, best, best godsend hire I could have ever had. Um, he came into uh, the interview uh, that first day. We got hired. We, we got referred through Nick Pateras, who was the VP of strategy around that time. And uh, Eric and I just couldn't find some time to connect. Finally, we you know we had a coffee, and then uh, he came in. Uh, you know, suit, uh, tie, shirt, uh, on a hot, uh, well, no, it was actually, when was it? it yeah, it was, it was September, Cold winter's it was September day. October, pretty, pretty hot, pretty sunny. He was sweating. Um, I don't know if he was nervous or not. And, uh, and, uh, he did a, he did a case study. I always make everyone do a case study. And I remember he did this case study and he had pieces of paper. He didn't have a deck, no deck on the screen. Uh, 
piece of pieces of paper going through his deal review um and uh and yeah just right then and there i knew he he was the guy uh that i needed to hire and uh our relationship took off from there uh believe it or not i was his boss for 18 months but we just developed such a friendship and such a respect for each other that um you know we continued our relationship uh into a couple different areas and i couldn't be luckier to uh to be partners with them and, and friends with them yeah, we're going to get into Spiffy uh, right away. But, man, Eric, you guys really are kind of the odd couple. Uh, yeah, we uh, we definitely vibe off each other, I think. Uh, speaking of that, like, I show up in a suit. He was in sweatpants. Like, it, it was <laughs> the complete opposite. I was, like, walking to this house with, like, 30 people working in there. And I was, like, what the fuck? What am I coming into? Sorry, excuse my French. But um, almost ran for the door. Uh, but, you know, we, we just vibe. Like, we, we really, although we are maybe an odd couple, we think – along some very similar patterns. We have both, you know, continue to try and push limits and make ourselves better. And and I think a really key thing that I, I kind of knew before I met Chavez, but I, but I really lean into is like, you know, the accountability that he takes for almost everything, right? Like he was always willing to help. He's always, you know, willing to get better. And if something didn't go right, it's like looking internally to see how you can fix it and do something better. So, um, you know, I think we really vibe on that. And, and the fact that we both like some cannabis and, and are kind of sales dudes, I think, uh, as well, and, and love to, on our craft and so we're always challenging each other a little bit uh we definitely vibe on that for sure okay eric here is your next clip you scarface right yeah i love al pacino man did you ever see scent of a woman yep <laughs> you ever seen scent of a woman on weed <laughs> weed man that you know is that? uh one of my favorite movies that is half baked, and uh, that's even uh, man. What's it? Uh, the guy from the Daily Show, John, and I'm missing his last name. Stewart, but, uh, amazing, John Stewart. That's yeah, it. Man. Yeah, fantastic uh, clip, and, and definitely an absolute classic. The on weed, up two to one. Every yeah, you are up to everything about John Stewart's character was on weed. So, Hilarious. okay, um, <laughs> uh, Eric, let let's start with uh, with Spiffy then. Um, so you guys meet, uh, you guys become pretty good friends. Yeah. How does how does Spiffy come about? First of all, explain what Spiffy is and, and how the sure, idea sure. came about. Yeah, so um, you know, Spiffy's a, a tool for retail, uh, for for training retail employees, um, whether it be like on product knowledge or company policies, could be you know brand information or, or just even employee onboarding, and it's all done through an app. You know, I think uh, really the key behind the, the reason why you know it'll be successful is is that it's adapting to the way we do things now so it's information on like an instagram style feed it's right in your phone it's right in your hand and it's it's short clips uh, of information in, in fun engaging ways so you know that's kind of what spiffy is about and, and the idea kind of came about it was of course it was it was during covid you know shabazz and i were both laid off at the point uh mid-march trying to figure out you know what to do next should we should we try and do our own thing should we stay in the industry should we uh, look for new jobs. Should we wait? You know, a lot of uncertainty. And, and so instead of being, I guess, uh, stressed about the the unknown, we decided like, let, let's find something, a task, a project we can jump into. Uh, we always saw the, the big, big gap between brand information and, and retailers and, and trying to connect that and, and the whole broken system and the fragmentation that exists there. So uh, you know, we stumbled across a company called Spiffy, of course, and, and they uh, were, were looking for a foot in the door into cannabis, saw the opportunity for them, and really needed a, a couple guys who, who understood the space, um, who had some industry knowledge and had some connections and, and could act as, as advisors. So, you know, picked it up in 
in uh, kind of mid-April um, and uh, I've been running with it since, doing some, some really cool things uh, with the team over there and, and uh, looking forward to some you know amazing years to come, actually, as the industry continues to grow, too. Yeah, it's uh, it's so neat to actually uh, you know have the the, the honor to have a, uh, a video or two up there, yeah. and uh, uh, you know you you really it really does teach you to pay attention um, when you're watching things. And speaking of paying attention, Shabazz, here is your next clip. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, Dean, I'm ready. Here it goes. Y'all back in the sick you smoking shit on the street. Cops didn't say that in hell. He's getting high, too. Everybody was good. Oh, it wasn't a thing to do because it was a thing to do, you know. It was a thing to do because it got you high. Can you do it? I feel you. No, I, that's why I'm doing it. I feel it. Yeah. Man, you cool as shit, mister. I hate to do it, but I got to charge you. That, that, that's 60 bucks. 60 bucks? Yeah. Man, I remember when a dime bag cost a dime. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know how much condoms used to cost back in them days? How much? I don't know. I, we never used them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you know that movie, or at least the character or actor? Tell, tell, tell me more, Dean. Uh, well, he's a very famous mean, uh, country singer, a uh, member of the Highwaymen. Alleged, oh, come on. Allegedly smoked a joint on the uh, roof of the White House. Eric, give me a hint here, man. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna steal the you answer. See Eric stealing it. I'm stealing it. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Are you stealing? Steal my answer. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's another. Isn't that another clip from Half Baked? That was Dave it Chappelle is. talking to uh, Willie Nelson. Man. Indeed, indeed. Is right? I know it was Willie Nelson. I didn't know. I didn't know it was uh, Half Baked. Had that. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, let's let's let. I'm gonna allow you to redeem yourself and. um what is the goal of Spiffy in the in the cannabis space? I mean, you know, there. The, I think either it's in the the restaurants and and things like that. But cannabis is, as we know, so very different, and it's in its own category. So, what is the goal with Spiffy in the cannabis space, Shabazz? Sure. So, um, what 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 Eric? I want to add on to what Eric said. So, at the time, we had a year and a half ago, I guess, or a year. Yeah, I guess it was a year and a half ago. We you know, release Cancel, which um, Cancel was a government mandated, you know, obviously retail training program for Ontario, but it was, it wasn't, it, it was meant for training and, and obviously bud tenders, but they had to get the training done. But what we had tried to do at that time through Lyft was we had to try to put branded content on there with the premise being um, that bud tenders could consume the information, frontline staff could consume the information from brands. And like Eric alluded to, just tighten the gap and bridge the gap between retailers and brands, especially with, you know, the trademarking regulations. And so um, we launched a, with, we launched with a couple brands, you know, Indiva, Organigram, Pax, and uh, they went well. It's just, um, there was a couple challenges that had happened. Uh, number one, um, by the time we had launched content with brands like Diva or some of these other brands, um, their uh, product portfolios and their marketing mixes has changed a little bit um, because there was new form factors out, out there. And so by the time we had created the modules and the content, they were fantastic, but they were um, out of date. And that's the thing about cannabis. Everything is out of date the moment it launches because there's something else coming forward uh, in terms of product formats, in terms of categories, in terms of brands, in terms of whatever the case is. And secondly, the modules were 15 minutes long. 
and no one has you know 15 minutes to focus on one thing um let alone you know you know the time to focus on 15 minutes on, on one thing for 15 minutes and if you're a retailer do you pay that staff to do you know the extra training for that 15 minutes and so it became a question of you know uh, labor costs and, and, and things like that. And, you know, we wanted to be adding to the bottom line, obviously not taking away from it. And so um, with Spiffy, when I kind of learned about it, I learned about it back in January before, you know, Eric and I got together to advise them. And the reason uh, I kind of learned about it is because they had come into our office to pitch us as the primary LMS for Cancel, but we'd gone with something different, uh, Toterra. Um, and so I'd always kept in touch with the founder, CEO of Spiffy, Chris Snoyer, um, and then, like Eric said, when the opportunity came up, it made sense. And the reason it made sense is because Spiffy's in hospitality today, but the way in which their content is delivered and the way in which it's formatted, it's it's very easy and it puts the onus in the hands of uh, not only the retailer, but uh, the brand itself. And so let me, let me, let me kind of uh, um, tell you what I mean. So um, at the primary function for a retailer is Spiffy is their learning management system. And so, you know, in restaurants, uh, milestones, for instance, would need to train their frontline staff on, like, you know, the, the specials of the day or, um, you know, internal standard operating procedures like, you know, um, you know, where to go after your shift or, you know, new Corona, uh, you know, measures and things like that. And so then um, what Spiffy started to do is they started to feed brand content like Molson through to um to you know milestones and that staff milestone staff would consume that content but the premise of that content is it's micro format so it's two three four minute modules either video or pdf based um with an, uh, an adjacent quiz attached to it so that we can help retailers answer the question um of you know how do you know Right. So how do you know that your staff has uh, understood what the specials are today? How do you understand that the staff knows the coronavirus protocols, whatever the case is? And so when we saw that, we saw, um, you know, A, it's really easy to create content. And so retailers, LPs, retailers, whomever is creating the content can make sure it's relevant content. because It's easy to create. You can take it from your iPhone um, or it can be professionally done. And then number two, it's quick hit modules with mm -hmm. uh, consumption metrics attached to it to answer that question. And so when we brought it into cannabis, it was primarily for, a, a, you know, LMS uh, learning management system for retailers. But because of the trade marketing regulations, it works so well because now brands can feed content to retailers, pick the specific retailers they want, to feed content to pick specific roles within the retail environment that they want to send content to and now ensure that you know it's it can be consumed they can get metrics back and so that they can start to understand you know what that roi is on that content that's being produced and um you know because of the the thing right now is that there's such a mind share war for uh, frontline staff, between frontline staff and, and, and brands. Um, every brand wants those butt tenders to sell um, their brand because there's such a, you know, such a crowded space and trade marketing regulations are so crazy. And so Spiffy helps solve that problem. And where we're going next is really ensuring that um, we're tightening up the communication between brands and retailers. And, you know, Eric and I always talk about this and we always write about this on, on platforms like LinkedIn, but there's a huge communication gap um between brands and retailers and so we can kind of be the middleman helping or middle human helping the brands connect the retailers ensure that these 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 frontline staff have the most up-to-date information um and that they're being trained on it 
That way, you know, when I go into a store, my mom goes into a store, whomever goes into a store, they can actually get the knowledge um, that that brand wants them to consume because they can't get it from anywhere else, you know, because there's such restrictions. So that was a really long-winded answer. Mm -hmm. I apologize. (laughs) No, but it's interesting. When I watch some of the videos, even some, you know, I've watched some of the other uh, videos uh, from from the, uh, is it the Ontario uh, is it the retail, uh, or the, is the provincial government? But anyway, there's, sorry, I was yeah, looking OCS. at some of the, yeah, oh yes, that's what I was looking for. It's, it, it, it actually teaches it. I don't know. It forced me to pay attention a little bit more. And, and I found, I actually retained the information, um, a, a whole lot more. So I, I like that. Um, Shabazz, I'm going to, I'm actually giving you an opportunity here to get back in the game with this clip. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. I need to watch more movies. Here we go. <laughs> this is actually a TV show, by the way. Okay. That is not appropriate behavior, okay? I'm sorry, Mr. Mackey. Okay. Uh, that's okay. Just don't let it happen again. We won't let it happen that's again, part. Mr. Mackey. Okay? What's that? Uh, okay, okay, that's fine. Okay. That's South Park. Okay, yeah, that's that's Mr. There Mackey. Go. Now choose dro- the episode. Drugs Which are, episode? Yeah. <laughs> back, baby. Back, baby. Drugs back. are bad. Okay. Layup. That was a, it was a layup. I will admit that, but I wanted to make it close. It's three, two here. So, uh, okay. So the, the feedback, Eric, let's talk about some of the feedback. Cause I just mentioned my, some of the feedback that I found from watching this, you know, what are you guys hearing about, um, the information that people are trying to get out into the cannabis space? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, feedback from Spiffy users is great you know, love the experience, but I think really the, the feedback I've heard over the, my time in cannabis is just like how, how difficult, like there's just this, this lack of an easy way to find accurate and uh, digestible brand information. You know, Shabazz and I have been through research reports and have, you know, had the experience to talk to a variety of different retail employees, bud tenders, whatever the moniker you want to use is. And like, you know, the leaps and bounds they have to go through to find information is crazy. I mean, even going through an experience and I don't know, we were probably a little harder on a bud tender than, than maybe the, the typical consumer, but you know, we like to ask some tough questions cause we want to understand. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's this, even a fear from them because they're not properly empowered with the right information in, in addressing questions from consumers and, and, and trying to educate people and, and layer on top of that, a lot of the regulations and, and the restrictions they have and what they can even talk about. So that, inability to get that information, I think is, is probably the most feedback I've gotten from, from both sides. Right. Um, and, and this is not like to knock the, the brands or LPs. It's an extremely, um, difficult process to, to gain the distribution they need to, to put out marketing material. We've seen, I've seen a lot try. And, and again, you have the same issue with, you know, creating 25 different platforms for somebody to go visit, to gain the information. It's difficult. They have to have 25 logins, they have, you know, 25 different times they got to get connected. So, um, not having it in a centralized place is very difficult. And then the unfortunate part is if they have misinformation, they'll inevitably trickle it down um, to the consumer. And, and I've seen it, I've, I've witnessed it. And again, not to blame a bud tender, it's, it's probably the, the lack of, of our part of the industry in general for not providing them with, with the information in, in an easy and safe way. So that's, that to me is sort of the most um, interesting and, and the feedback we really need to, to continue to, to build on. And that's, you know, just a lack of, an easy and uh, correct platform for, for re- retailers. And then, and then of course the bud tenders or the, you know, the employees there uh, to gain the information that they need. 
Yeah, and, and if people want information, withspiffy.com is uh, where you can uh, check it out and, and find out some more information. Okay, before nice. we wrap it up. Nice plug. Yes, yes, I, I try. I've, I've done this one or two times before. Uh, before we wrap up with uh, what you guys think is the next big thing in legalization, this could be the game here. Eric, if you get this, if you get this, Eric, Shabazz is done. If you do not get this, Shabazz has an opportunity to steal. Are you ready? Kinda grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? Kinda grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? I'm gonna need. Kinda grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? All right, this is another Canadian cannabis legend, the Godfather of Canadian cannabis entertainment, in probably the most famous cannabis movie ever made. I'm looking at Shabazz and it feels like he knows it. Um, Shabazz just wants to jump in there. I'm going to give you five, four, three, two, one. Shabazz? I'm coming up blank. Shabazz, you have a chance to steal. I feel like I know it, but I I don't. I'm just going to go. I got nothing to lose. Maybe like up in smoke. Winner! He ties the game. That is Tommy Chong. Uh, grabs you by the boo boo. Okay, so you guys are now tied. We are going to wrap up uh, after this next question with the uh, and this. I'm just going to play a clip. Whoever answers first will get it. But first of all, uh, Shabazz, what do you think is the next big thing in legalization in, in cannabis? In, in okay, uh, like just globally, domestically. Uh, yeah, worldwide. just it could be it could be in Canada, it could be around the world, whatever you think. Just the, the next big thing with with cannabis possible legalization. Sure. So I think um, like just really quickly, just on on that point that you hit on with Eric, because I think it ties into this is like a, like a centralized place of cannabis learning for the industry is so needed. So like what Spiffy's trying to be is like the Netflix of cannabis learning or the Instagram of cannabis learning. Um, where you know you can combine um, educational resources on brands with um, educational resources on emotional intelligence and a variety of different things. And so as we grow together and as um, this industry is tight knit, uh, continues to expand, I think we'll get into you know obviously some mass mass commercialization um, and a big uh, piece of mass commercialization that I think that we need to embrace. Um, with legalization and just cannabis in general is um, definitely consumption lounges. Um, you know, we can talk about delivery and we can talk about a variety of different things to actually get the cannabis in, in individuals' hands. But, um, you know, looking past that just in this realm is if we really want to um, make sure that we're, we're, we're strengthening the fight on alcohol, um, we got to allow people to consume it in safe places and actually purchase on premise and get together and explore together. I mean, cannabis is still taboo. It's still, you know, so terribly looked down upon in so many different ways in so many different regions. I mean, cannabis does not get any of the same treatment that alcohol does. And alcohol is hmm. terrible for you. Cannabis yeah. is amazing for you. Um, and so um, just being able to consume it in a place or maybe like, you know, you go to a bar and there's beverages, <clears throat> cannabis beverages and, and drinks. I mean, just having the choice and having the option for people to explore themselves and facilitating that through consumption lounges and different environments like that, I think is absolutely a place cannabis needs to get to and, and, and move towards quicker than, than later. And it still kind of perplexes me that we can't do anything like that. 
I'm with you on that one. Uh, Eric, what do you, what do you think about the uh, next big thing in legalization uh, in Canada or around yeah. the world? Yeah, I'm going to maybe just focus on Canada. I think um, kind of like continuing off, off that thread, you know, that, that Boz was sort of talking about, I think it's the loosening of, of marketing regulations. If you think about the fact that I can see a Coors Light commercial <laughs> on TV, um, you know, there's how many different billboards around for health and wellness products. Um, you know, I think that that's a real, although, you know, cigarettes, again, uh, being pushed back a bit, you still got tons of branding and marketing you're allowed to do even for cigarettes before. So I think, you know, that loosening up is going to be key. You know, we talk a lot about destigmatization and breaking down those, those um, sort of barriers and, and educating people. It's definitely hard to do all of that without having that same, those same, you know, access and tools and channels to, to the masses, which is advertising on TV, which is marketing campaigns like that. So um, I'd say, and I do believe that those will change. I think we took a very conservative approach to the marketing regulations in the short term. Nobody really knew what to expect. So mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, uncharted waters like that was like air on the side of caution. Um, but I think over time it will loosen and, and you know, it'd be cool one day to see a, whatever it might be, a canopy, an Aurora, an OGI, or whatever it is, big billboard driving down the street and, uh, and maybe a, a commercial for, I don't know, whatever, uh, let's say for Houseplant on TV um, as from their new beverage that's got a cool flavor. So I think those that's going to be a key thing for legalization because uh, again over time we're gonna have these people growing up who it's just normal it's normalized for them now the next the next generation coming in so i'll go one step further than a commercial uh what about instead of rogers place there's san rafael place like what why, yeah, why can't an arena be named after a cannabis brand or something like that like let's let's uh, the way i look at it is our government looked at some other places uh, that said, do whatever you want, and then started taking it away. And I use this a lot, so people that, that listen to this show, this show are probably like, enough, Millard, we've heard this before. But it's, <laughs> Canada, I think, has this giant balloon, and they're just letting it out a little bit at a time. So it's not like, you know, if you ever had to take a toy away from a kid, they freak out. And, and if you just let everybody do everything in cannabis and then started telling them, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do this, people would, then we would have riots in the streets because it'd be like, hey, man, you just let us do this this and that so i think that's yeah. what our government has done is a little bit at a time and i and i i think like you the the regulations will loosen but it'd be amazing to see cannabis on stadiums and super bowls and yeah. and you know things like that like it's just it's just it's coming um we we think it's slow yeah. and and the people after us will will just have all the benefits so we're kind of the the people in the cannabis space right now are kind of the pioneers that are like uh doing the the hard work to for the for those to follow but hopefully we'll be able to benefit benefited as well right like that's what that's what we got into this for we all want to live but we want to move take this movement forward it's going to be so interesting to yeah, see imagine sports team sorry go ahead eric i was just gonna say imagine one day a super bowl commercial for a big cannabis company you know mm. talking about sports teams right like imagine it'd be unbelievable yeah did he did he just interrupt and he just stole your thunder didn't he shabazz that's exactly what you're gonna say that's honestly verbatim exactly what I was going to say. So, uh, hey Dean, uh, I won the I won the game. Then just call no, it. Th no, th this, this is the last <laughs> question. Okay, the first person. Okay, this I don't want you talking. Nobody can say anything. If you have the answer, raise. This is like class again. Okay, this is school. <laughs> if you have the answer, raise your hand. Got I will stop the clip. Then you can answer. If you answer incorrectly, though. Your opponent gets to hear the entire clip and answer. And, 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 the, and the person who answers incorrectly has to turn around and face the other way. 
Okay. <laughs> Put a dunce cap on their head and sit in the corner. Okay. Here is your clip in three, two, one. Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefers? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it? No, Sam. I can't. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit forming. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Eric, chime in. Man, I can name the actors and the, the name of the movies, like, excuse, getting away from me, but it's like. Dude, they said part of the name of the movie in the clip, like, three Dewey, times. It's, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, Dewey, it's what? It's Dewey something. Dewey Mike? What the fuck is it called? <laughs> you have five seconds or else you're Baskin Steel. Oh five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Shabazz? The Dewey movie. <laughs> Do you have an answer, Shabazz? Um, okay. Hmm. This is possibly I I the least it. riveting TV production. Oh my god, I know. Dukes of Hazards? No. 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 Okay, you guys oh, both no. lost. <laughs> you're you're both tied, rather. That's Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. John oh, John's uh, John Ry- C. Riley and uh, Tim Meadows from Saturday Night Live. That's- Tim Meadows. It's it. Tim Meadows. Yeah. And anyway, this has been a lot of fun. And and listen, I've had a blast getting to know you guys. I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to being involved more with Spiffy and, and who knows, maybe what else. You guys should get your own sitcom. That's what you guys should do, first of all. Uh, but man, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Um, certainly best of luck with everything that you guys have going on. Once again, the website with Spiffy.com. Uh, check out Dutchie and Detonate, where these two gentlemen uh, have their, uh, their, 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 full focus and then they uh tackle with spiffy it's just amazing what you guys are doing shabazz eric thanks so much for spending some time on the cannabis 101 podcast uh, as i expected you tied and then you guys both just like <laughs> crap the bed on that final answer so I, I i i have nothing else to say other than thank you i'm a little bit disappointed in your uh, your uh, movie skills but i'm really excited to have gotten to know you guys thanks so much for joining me on the cannabis 101 podcast today We appreciate you, man. Thank you. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. All right, that was uh, a lot of fun, and um, yeah, it was the first time we've done that. And man, do those guys suck at their move, uh, weed movie trivia or what? So Eric Shabazz, uh, we're going to bring you back at some point, and you're going to have to really uh, really improve on that stuff. But anyway, and make sure you check out One Hitters with these guys later in the week featuring Eric and Shabazz as we get to know their cannabis history. You can find it as well as full episodes at the Cannabis 101 podcast.ca. You can find them at www.withspiffy.com and you can subscribe at the Cannabis 101 podcast uh, to the Weed 
Weekly. And again, that was, uh, that was uh, a lot of fun for sure. And so was this going to be a lot of fun. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> And beyond. Is it heavy stuff, man? All right, so this week on Cannabis Characters, I am featuring a character that um, I, I. I don't know if I would say I grew up with the character, but um, as a young pothead uh, in my uh, late teens, I fell in love with Chichi Chong. Uh, I thought it was just hilarious, and so did a lot of my friends, and we recited a lot of the lines, and this character uh, came up a lot. I'm talking about Strawberry, uh, who is uh, played by Tom Skerritt, and he is this is the movie Up in Smoke with Cheech and Chong. So Strawberry is uh, Cheech's cousin, and uh, Cheech and Chong are on this mission uh, to find weed. At one point, they are on one side of the street. They just do a U-turn and go into another house. It's just absolutely silly, the little things that happen. But Strawberry is his cousin, so they go to find some ganja from him because there is this massive shortage or whatever. So Cheech, before they go in there, gives him the old warning. Listen, man, don't look. Don't say anything about his neck. Uh, he's got a birthmark there. He tends to freak out. He was in Vietnam, and he came back very differently. So he says, hey, whatever you do, do not say anything about his neck. Oh, yeah, well, we uh, were stopping by to see if we could score some smoke, man. You know, like, we've been all over the neighborhood, you know, and nobody's gotten none, you know. And so, like, uh, we was wondering maybe if we could score some smoke from you, man. Smoke? Yeah. Smoke, you want some smoke? Yeah, I'll get you some smoke, man. All right. Yeah, we could score some smoke from him. I told you, man, we could. What you looking at, man? Oh, nothing. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking. I was just, I wasn't looking at his neck, man. Your friend better stay here because we're going to go see some people of mine. And they don't like strange dudes. They don't fuck around. Well, I'll stay here. So that is Tom Skerritt playing Strawberry in Up in Smoke. And Tom Skerritt has probably been in more than you know when you're watching him. He was in MASH. He was in Top Gun. A River Runs Through It with uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, he was also in some 
classic old shows, Gunsmoke uh, in the late 60s and 70s. And if you're a fan of Cheers, he was Evan Blake. Uh, and Cheers fans uh, would certainly, they would certainly know uh, what I'm talking about in that case. So that is Strawberry, uh, played by Tom Skerritt in Up in Smoke as our cannabis character today. This is the Cannabis 101 Podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. All right, I want to tell you that the presenting sponsor for the Cannabis 101 podcast is Stonesmiths, and you can find out more information at stonesmiths.ca. Who are they? Well, they are the makers of The Slash, which is right here, this gorgeous uh, pen on the go concentrates. It's sleek, it's discreet, uh, and it's got so many great functions. Three temperature settings, just... uh, one, two, three, gives you clicks through the three temperature settings. Uh, it also has this awesome 12-second uh, auto-fire mode where you just double-click. I'm going to get the right temperature setting uh, for the shatter that I have in there. Uh, so, yeah, you just double-click on uh, the uh, button, and boom. You wait four seconds for it to fire up. Two seconds, it uh, fires up, and then you are free to hit it. Yeah, I love this thing. It is uh, so very convenient. Uh, You can find it at Green Rock Cannabis uh, in their uh, St. Albert and Lethbridge locations, as well as Uncle Ron's in Edmonton and Northern Light Supply in Edmonton as well. And you can find out more information at stonesmiths.ca. Have you seen The Slash? What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. Educator and the manager of the Nova Cannabis Store on Jasper Ave, Chris Ionson, joining me as usual for What's That Strain. How are things, buddy? Uh, going really well, buddy. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Uh, glad that you could be here. And uh, we are, of course, going to explore uh, another cultivar. And we want to tell you that if you are heading out to a Nova Cannabis Store, please use the click and collect method. Uh, it is much safer for you because it's uh, less time for you, the consumer in the store. And Chris, I know it helps to protect uh, the staff at all Nova locations as well. Yeah, that's right, Dean. Just with what's going on in the world, we're just trying to limit uh, time spent in store. So yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. Click and collect. Use the Leafly website and you're on your way. You can grab some lemon skunk from Strain Hunters. And this is a hybrid cultivar so this is not from what we would traditionally say an lp well it's actually from thumbs up brand which is under the trek brand umbrella so maybe just uh kind of give us the the insight into how thumbs up and uh trek brands gets it done yeah totally dean so uh yeah they uh, they started in 2018 uh trek brands 
Um, their their CEO and founder is uh, Trang Trin, and uh, she partnered up with uh, Charles Kabuth and Basim Hanna back then, and uh, I think they were university friends. And uh, yeah, they uh, like you said, they don't grow their own stuff. They're more like uh, purveyors. They go out and they, they seek out, uh, they sought after genetics uh, from respected growers, and they package it up and sell it through their appropriate branding. Uh, so it's very cool. Uh, Trek stands for Trust, Respect, Equality, and Compassion. Um, so it's a real neat company. Um, and they also do that, uh, you know, the 10% for good too, which we've talked about before where they, you know, 10% of their profits, uh, go back. Um, yeah. So, uh, very, very cool company for sure. Dean, um, also, I'm a big fan of uh, of the Trek brands rep, uh, Jaden Cal- Caldwell. Uh, he's one of my favorite reps to deal with. Um, had some really good phone calls with him. He's very knowledgeable, very passionate about cannabis, and he's always got uh, cool new info for me. Uh, so, you know, big ups to, uh, to Jaden. He helped me out with some real cool info for, for today. Awesome. That is good. So uh, we're talking about uh, thumbs up uh, and we'll, we'll get into maybe what the, the strain hunters means in, in a little bit. But when we talk about uh, thumbs up, they're under the Trek brand. What else do they have going on? Yeah, so right now they've got uh, three brands. Uh, they've got Wink. It's a, it's a recreational brand. It's high-end, sought-after genetics. Uh, they've got uh, Blist, which is a female-friendly brand. It's CBD and balanced oils. And uh, then the Thumbs Up brand, which we're talking about today, is for the, the cannabis connoisseur. Uh, it's better buds, better price, uh, better brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got this uh, Better Vibes sticker from them that uh, they sent me a couple of them. I, I put, put them up all over my, my condo, all over my store. Uh, it's just great. You know, why not have Better Vibes? Yeah, <laughs> you see that sticker and it just makes you smile. That is indeed. That's why I uh, surround myself with stickers and pins. <laughs> so I always feel a whole lot better. And, and, and one way that they make a lot of other people... Uh, feel good as well is their 10% for good. So I yeah. know you mentioned it earlier, but explain what that is. Yeah, so th- within the, the Trek brands, all, all four brands, uh, Wink, Thumbs Up, List, and Trek brands, um, 10% of their profits, they, they donate back to the community. Uh, which is amazing. I, I've never heard of, you know, another another company kind of doing it like this. And, you know, they're very proud of it and, and they should be. Um, and recently they, they, they kind of owned in on their 10% for good and each brand is actually donating to like specific areas. Uh, mm. For example, uh, uh, the Trek is, you know, donating their 10% profits to uh, environmental organizations, uh, which is a huge, huge... Uh, uh, Obviously, obvious yeah. concern, and 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 you know that's great. Um, Wink is donating to help homeless and hunger, so uh, another big big thing there. Uh, and uh, thumbs up is donating their ten percent to cannabis amnesty groups, which is great because I'm sure you know we've got a, we've got a ton of people that are you know. Uh, Serving prison time sure. for, for cannabis-related offenses, and it's, you know, it's a real legal, excellent uh, plant. It shouldn't be there. It's crazy, but hopefully, and, and you, know, you know, some of this 10% is going to go on yeah. and, and, hopefully it and helps, help yeah. out with some of those people. And then there's more coming from Trek in the future as well. Yeah, totally, Dean. Um, so what we're going to see from them from Wink, uh, there's a wedding cake, uh, dried flower that's coming out. Uh, big, big fan of that cultivar. It is tasty. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be about 24% THC and about 3% of terpenes. Wow. Uh, that's 3% is pretty high that is that is super super high uh and it's actually stuff that's uh, grown by freedom cannabis uh, here in, in atchison alberta just nice. outside of edmonton um and those guys are doing great things over there too um yeah wedding cake is is amazing worth checking out the fact that it's three percent terps is i mean 
I, I'm, I'm all over that. Uh, Thumbs Up is going to have a Garlic Z that's going to be coming out to market soon. Okay. Uh, we're talking about it's at 4% Terps, as mentioned on that, and uh, a notable garlic flavor, which Jaden was telling me about. And I'm not the biggest garlic fan, uh, but he, he reassured me, you know, it's, it's mixed, it's like pine and it's woodsy as well. It's not just bam, garlic, right. uh, but it's a, a really interesting uh, cultivar there, and I feel like the 4% Terps would be great. Okay, yeah, we should put out a warning, though. If you're a vampire, you should probably stay away from this uh, definite uh, cultivar with all that garlic. You will probably die. Yeah. So, you know, they always say cannabis has never killed anybody, but if there are vampires, well, they're already dead, so they don't count as statistics. So. Yeah. Vampires, just buyer beware if you're going after the yeah. garlic Z. Uh, yeah, Trek, Trek brand seems like, it just seems like a, a cool idea, and then they get to kind of pick and choose, and... Yeah, sounds like yeah. A, a cool company to get behind. Yeah, for sure, Dean. Overall, I, I'm I'm very down with with Trek Brands. Uh, I got to meet some of their uh, some of their people at the Canadian Cannabis Awards last mm. year, uh, and they had a, they had a nice crew of people there, and they were you know uh, my kind of people. It was you know it was awesome. All uh, right, I'm a big fan of the brand. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, some history uh, when it comes to lemon skunk in particular. And for those watching, you get a nice view of how gorgeous. This is so. What's the lineage behind uh, this lemon skunk? So yeah, you say this lemon that's, skunk, yes. and, and that's that's just it, Dean. Uh, we've talked about uh, like DNA genetics lemon skunk before, and it's it's a different take on lemon skunk. Have some of that here, and I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, the Strain Hunters lemon skunk, um, and it's it's a cross of a skunk number one. Um, which is three land races crossed together. It's Afghani, uh, Mexican, and Colombian. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so it's skunk number one crossed with citral, uh, which is a Pakistani uh, indica. So um, real nice kind of skunky, and then the citral kind of brings uh, that, that citrusy kind of lemon, lemon uh, zest to it. Um, now, can you just explain um, the strain hunters, or do you want to save that for later? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly get into it. The okay, Strain Hunters sure. was, uh, you know, a, a group of guys, uh, Aryan Roskam, uh, Frank Lojas, and uh, they, they traveled the remote areas of the world uh, tracking down uh, rare genetics of cannabis and, uh, and bringing them back to um, Amsterdam, mm -hmm. their, their greenhouse uh, seed company. And, uh, yeah, so just kind of legends. They've, they've been a part of uh, a lot of interesting genetics and played a big role right so people when they see strain hunters know that this comes from some pretty big names some serious names one unfortunately passed but some some really strong background so i just wanted people yeah. to know you know if you see something with strain hunters you, you should be very impressed and very excited about what you're gonna no, get no doubt dean yeah thanks for bringing that up man yeah. it's, it's like royalty of cannabis it totally is uh and and you know arian roscom is uh, the king of cannabis so yeah what a, it is royalty. What a nickname. So uh, the, this is interesting, though. So we've got um, uh, this this uh, genetics that, you know, you you think it's actually, for, for you, it was a little bit different because, A, everybody is a little bit different when it comes to cannabis. Everybody is unique, like a snowflake or a fingerprint. Yeah. But also, there's another good reason behind why that might have been the case. Yeah, right. So so on, on Thumbs Up website, they kind of list uh, the lemon skunk as a 60% indica and a 40% sativa. It's kind of, I went in there, that's what I was expecting. Uh, when I smoked it, I felt it was the opposite. I mm. definitely felt more uh, heady, sativa, buzzy effects from it. Uh, so it, it felt to me like a 60-40 uh, sativa leaning. And uh, when I was talking with Jaden about that, uh, you know, I mentioned to him that's kind of how I felt. And 
Um, and, and we discuss the idea of, you know, the dominant traits can be, it can vary from batch to batch and that can, can vary based on the, the terpene concentration. So, um, a previous batch of lemon skunk could be uh, higher in mercy, right. a terpene kind of known to be a little bit more sedative. Um, and uh, the sativa dominant uh, lemon skunk could be maybe less mercine, but mm-hmm. uh, more lemonine, which is the citrus kind of uh, terpene we, we talk about a lot, but that's known to be a little bit more of an uplifting kind of uh, energetic. It can provide, you know, bursts of energy. Um, so with this batch, and, and I, we talked about it, and I said, you know, I've got the, uh, the 23% stuff. And uh, and he kind of mentioned that uh, yeah it's it, it's it's likely that uh, we've got more more limonene in this batch. All right, so that's very cool. And we mentioned the strain hunters, so we kind of gave the background. Uh, but the this lemon skunk uh, that Trek sells was grown by Agri Farms out of Creamore, Ontario. Yeah, totally. Um, and and they're they're an e company. They were they're founded. Uh, they're an LP. They were founded in 2013. Uh, they are co-owned by uh, Slang Slang Worldwide, uh, Canopy Growth, and uh, Greenhouse Seed Company. So yeah, Arian Roskam is is one of the owners of Agri Farms, and uh, and they have the exclusive Canadian rights to wow. the genetics from the Greenhouse Seed Company. So uh, that's really cool. That's where you know why we're we're getting to see the strain hunter. So uh, I think that's a super awesome uh, partnership for for Trek brands to to get involved with and. Um, you know, and uh, with with the Greenhouse Seed Company, they're the most awarded and recognized cannabis brand in the world uh, to the North American market. Uh, they've won over 40 high times cannabis cups uh, and over 200 awards uh, for their top genetics, establishing them as leaders in the industry. Wow, that is so impressive. They are, uh, they're basically the Canadian World Junior Hockey Team. Um, they're just the top of the collect. When it comes to cannabis, they're number one. They're the most decorated and everything. I'm trying to ever relate to people like how dominant this company is. And that's what I can think of. Well, maybe the dream team in basketball, maybe I'm not sure, but dominance is, is what, you know, they, they really are worldwide leaders uh, and not in pants like David Letterman. So <laughs> pretty impressive stuff. Uh, the website, when you uh, want to check it out is uh, thumbs up brand, uh, dot com that's very blue definitely very blue uh, basic information um you know I'm just, maybe they're gonna spruce it up a little bit uh, but yeah. it's pretty basic yeah for sure uh i i will say i'm a big fan of the thumbs up branding yeah uh, i i like they've got this like kind of like it looks like a mickey mouse glove with the yeah. thumbs up uh but it's the vivid colors and and all the the marketing you know material that we've seen in the stores have been it pops and it really sticks out yeah uh in the store so well and that's when you go to the website yeah it's uh it really does for sure so this uh batch that uh, that i picked up this uh, three and a half gram is 22.9 percent a THC and we'll tell you where that fits on our scale in a little bit. What's in the name with lemon skunk? Yeah, so it's named after the genetics and the and the flavor and the aroma. So it's you know it's got skunk, it's skunk cultivar with lemon notes to it. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty generic or a basic name here. Okay, nothing too fancy. Uh, and as far as the look, and uh, we'll give our uh, viewers a look at what the packaging comes in. And pretty standard uh, white tub packaging. Uh, like a lot of in cannabis, could be a lot smaller, and, and I'm sure will over time. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff that they're regulated to put on the packaging, so that does take up space. But we have seen some smaller packaging than this. Yeah, we have, Dean, for sure. I feel like you 
could probably fit a, a seven or, a, or maybe even a 15 in that tub too, <laughs> uh, depending on, I guess, the, the density of your cannabis. But, uh, I mean, it does hit, like you said, it's got all the uh, required, uh, you know, labels, uh, war- you know, warning and stuff. Uh, and it's got a lip. Yeah, it does have a lip. Uh, but it came with a Bovita pack it too. It does, yeah. Uh, so. Which is super nice too, uh, to keep things fresh. You know what? If listen, honestly, if I had to trade between uh, a Bovita pack to make sure it's fresh and and having a lip, I would give that up. If if I only, could, <laughs> I'd love to have both. I, I love to be greedy, yeah. and I'd love to have both. But if I had to only pick one, I'd rather my cannabis be fresh, and then I'll work a little bit harder to get it out. <laughs> yeah. Right. So totally. Uh, okay. As for the actual look of this, um, what do you see? So uh, for me, it was nice, nicely trimmed buds. Um, two tones of green, I, um, you know, a light green and a dark green, um, darker orange pistols, um, and a really nice trichome coverage too. Uh, looked really nice under my little magnifying glass that I've got. Um, yeah, so I, I was a big fan of, uh, of the, uh, the lemon skunk. Okay. The trichome city for sure. As you mentioned, uh, what, what'd your nose tell you? Yeah, so uh, with the nose, I mean, it was uh, definitely fresh. It was was the, yes. the kind of the first thing when I smelled it was healthy. I yeah, thought this healthy is healthy fresh. cannabis. Like it's at a, you know, there are some things you open and it's like dank and and really and sometimes with a skunk you expect it to be really. But yeah. It was really a nice light. Healthy smell. Yeah, it was, Dean. Uh, I got a little bit of, like, pepper to mm. it, so a little bit of kind of spice, uh, a little bit of sweet. Uh, but, yeah, didn't didn't get a much skunk from it, uh, but I, I thought it smelled really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. All right, uh, the terpene profile in this one, uh, what are the th- four top uh, terpenes that you have? Yeah, I got four. We're going to talk about Dean. There we uh, go. Lean's uh, the dominant one. That's uh, black pepper and spice. And you smelled that, right? Yeah. Right? So you know definitely. something was in there. For sure. Uh, Myrcene's next, uh, and that's kind of uh, the earthiness. Uh, it's also found in mangoes. Um, we got humulines in there, too. Uh, we can find that in cloves, mm-hmm. basil, and hops. Uh, and then limonene is the, the fourth one, uh, and that's obviously with the lemon skunk. It's, you know, you're going to have the limonene in there. Um, so that's our citrus and kind of fruity. Uh, perhaps, Dean, though, limonene might be a little bit further up on this particular batch. Though, Could be, too. In terms of, like, dominant terpenes. Because yeah. you know, we've got Mercine as number two. And this, these are details based off of, uh, you know, the website. Right, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. You ever have, you ever eat a mango when you get high? People talk about the, the Mercine and the mango and yeah. they can go together and compliment. I tried it once. I didn't notice much of a difference. I don't know if yeah. you've ever tried that. Uh, I, I actually haven't. Uh, I've had friends that have tried it, uh, and uh, and like you, they, they hadn't really quite noticed it. Okay. So I haven't yeah. really heard of anyone, like I haven't had a friend. You know, I've seen stuff right. online, but I haven't had a friend be like, it works. Yeah, go do it. Yeah. Buy, buy every mango you have. Okay, <laughs> so that's the, uh, the terpene profile. And uh, just really quickly, maybe explain... Uh, give an overview of terpenes. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, for sure, Dean. Uh, so terpenes, they're uh, aromatic oils. They secrete from the cannabis glands. Uh, they're what give your cannabis uh, an aroma and a flavor. Uh, so like we've been talking about limonene, uh, it's going to make your bud smell citrusy. It's going to have it in the taste. Uh, and then there's also effects that can be associated with certain terpenes. Mm-hmm. And obviously it, it, it very affects very person to person. That's right. We all have different endocannabinoid systems, but... Uh, uh, you know, with limonene, it's known to be a little bit more uplifting. Myrcene, as we mentioned, a little bit more sedative and chill. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely a big part of boat cannabis, though, uh, guys. It's not just all about THC mm-hmm. and CBD. Uh, terpenes play a big factor in, you know, that end desired effect of 
what you're looking for. Right. And we, we used to call it desired effect on this show, but we changed it to your experience because everybody is a little bit different. We can kind of generalize, but this is a really good example of how everybody is different because you get more of a sativa uplifting effect from this when, when it's kind of generalized as a more indica leading hybrid. So what was your experience? Yeah. So for me, Dean, uh, like, like you said, definitely sativa leaning for sure. Uh, I found it to be like a, a warm, uh, heady high, nice. uh, which like that was noticeable. Comforting almost. Uh, like... I guess. Yeah. Like a, like a warm bath. <laughs> like a warm blanket around your head. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was, you know, um, it tucked you in, Chris, at the end of the night. Yeah, nice. It's, you know, <laughs> 2020, I, I needed it. <laughs> uh, so nice, warm, heady high uh, with, with some body effects. Okay. Uh, I would say, though, like the, you know, I did my physical assessment when I when I hit this. And uh, I, I usually stand up, you know, after I put the joint out and kind of go for a walk and, you know, shake, shake things up a bit. And, uh, I, I you know, I still had some stiffness. So, I, I mean, um Typically, an indica will you right. know, numb me out a little bit more. Uh, but it put me in a great mood. Uh, I did a lot of goofy stuff. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right. So that get, brings us to the three Ws. Who, what, and when is this good for? Uh, so who it could, it's good for, uh, not for beginners. Um, due to the high THC, um, I don't think that you know uh, someone just getting into cannabis should jump into this. Uh, I think uh, intermediates and up, even like a 2.5 and up. Yeah, 2.5 to 3. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It just got, got my head racing a lot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, what it's good for creative projects. I did some graphic design on it and had some, had some fun. Uh, also cleaned the house, um, but it was also good for chilling out, watching movies on the couch. Um, I do. I have said this before. Lemon skunk is kind of a set and setting type of hybrid for me right. where, you know, it's 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 hit me a sativa dom. Uh, you know, I start my day and I've had a you know, I'm well rested, but it's also uh, after a long day at work. It's been, you know, pretty chilled out, too. So, um, yeah. And uh when it's good for, um, for me, the, you know, this, this batch that I got, it was great for a wake and bake. Uh, I started my day off a, a few times with it. It was really nice. Um, I think mo- most any time of day, just maybe not right before bed. Uh, but again, that's for me, for this batch. I mean, that could, you know, be just great for someone else. All right, Dean, looks like he's getting the volcano filled up. That's a big, foggy bag. You got a gold member ready to go here. <laughs> I love gold. I love gold. (laughs) That's a keeper. I don't know how you think my gold member impersonation is. Okay, so I'm going to do the old taste test. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, what you tasted as I give this a run. Yeah, totally, Dean. Uh, For me, I I found there was like two sides to the taste. Uh, There was definitely a sweet and a citrus uh, component to it. And then there was a spicy and uh, earthy. Um, I found it to be very smooth. Earthy, really? Earthy, yeah. Really earthy, yeah. Yeah, um, I found it very smooth. I was consuming it in uh, in joints. That's usually my, my go to, uh, but I found found the joints to, to burn smooth to the end. Uh, not a lot of coughing too, which is nice. Well, like they said on Family Guy, everything is better with a bag of weed, and that's what I got a bag here from the uh, Volcano Gold uh, original. Uh, yeah. It's the anniversary, so it is very very smooth uh, for sure, and uh, it looks really good as well. I can't get over. How good this uh, looks. Okay, so tell us a little bit uh, as we uh, move on to our secondary topic now. 
And uh, I should probably bring the uh, mic a whole lot closer. You guys have a big PAX era sale going on right now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a big like bundle uh, sale going on uh, where, you know, the era batteries are on sale as well as all of our pods are kind of one just flat, flat price. That's uh, a really nice price. Um, and, and we've got the, the PAX era pros are, are in select uh, Nova locations. Uh, very cool looking there. It's an era. Uh, it's no longer black. There's they've got four colors for it, um, and it has the the pack smart where it remembers your your favorite temperatures for specific pods. Uh, it also has the expert temp where you can set the ideal temperature settings based on on what the pods say to. Um, and it's also got a quick charge too. It's you know forty five minutes and you're charged up and, and ready to go. So. Uh, it's a good time if you've been thinking about getting a, a Pax Era. Uh, I'd recommend coming down to a Nova Cannabis store and, and talking to, you know, some one of our reps there, and uh, and we'd love to, you know, let you know about them. They're they're sweet. There we go. Use the click and collect for that, or to pick up some lemon skunk from Strain Hunters, uh, courtesy of Thumbs Up Brand. Chris, thanks as always for coming out. This has been a lot of fun as usual. Thanks very much for making the trek out. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. Cannabis 101 Podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. All right, that's going to pretty much wrap things up for us on the show. Big thanks to uh, Eric and Shabazz of, uh, you know, Dachi for Shabazz and Eric is with Detonate and, and of course uh, they come together uh, to uh, work with Spiffy with Spiffy.com is where you can find them and my educator Chris Ionson my man bringing the lemon skunk strain hunters uh, from thumbs up brand on what's that strain that was awesome as well make sure you chime in on the cannabis question it is uh, simply put what family member would you like to get high with and just for chiming in, you'll go in the draw and you could win a pair of Regal Slims. That's how generous I'm feeling this week. We'll give away a pair of Regal Slims just for chiming in on the cannabis question. And you can hit us up on our social media feeds or you can email us cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave us a review let us know what you think and uh, make sure you're subscribing to get everything aired all the time uh, from the Cannabis 101 podcast. Of course, big thanks to Stonesmiths, our presenting sponsor, The Slash. Oh, no, it's right here. Sorry, The Slash. Uh, it's usually up behind me. Is brilliant. Check it out at stonesmiths.ca. That 12-second auto fire is perfect. Boom, boom, double-click. Wait your four seconds, enjoy your session, and then it stops. It's just absolutely awesome. Some more features that we will tell you about uh, as we're going along with this show about this wonderful thing, and you can find out more information, as mentioned, at stonesmiths.ca. If you would like to join Stonesmiths and be a part of the show, please email me at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com and for all other podcast needs check out podcast alley i have a few shows there that you might like might like as well uh, fantasy sports nhl draft and sports and pop culture we're back at it on monday david wiley malcolm labelle will join us as usual we will also have weed word of the day and the cannabis question 
and so much more. Thanks very much for tuning in, for watching. Have yourself a great rest of the week in cannabis. Uh, We'll put out all the individual segments for the rest of the week. So check out uh, our uh, Twitter feed and our Instagram feeds and Facebook for all of those individual segments. Have yourself a great week. Thanks to Stonesmiths uh, for being a part of this show and for you, the listener and the viewer. Also, thanks to the artist My Dead Dog as we leave you, like we normally do, with the marijuana song from My Dead Dog. Remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy.